hey hey what's going on everybody it's me that's right it's your girl Rokita right back at you again right here on the onstage plus tv network ready to give you some more nfl updates that's right so typically i would be giving you my highlights however with no official games being played i won't be highlighting games but there certainly are some things going on across the league that we can definitely talk about one of those things that's been taking place or already took place that I really wanted to get into was the NFL League meeting. It was a three-day meeting that took place in Florida. Uh, currently, we've had, let's see, the NFL Scouting Combine. We've also had Pro Day. Free Agency Frenzy has passed. We've had some major trades going on. So again, while it may not actually be officially the football playing season, it definitely is a new league season and there definitely are things still on the calendar before we actually start this 2022 season. So for me, we got some things to talk about like what exactly do these players do during their off time and what happened at this NFL three-day meeting? What changes really took place? And I also have some stories on players that aren't even playing in the league right now, but still happen to manage to make the news. So come on, we got some things to talk about. Join me right now in Rose Corner. All right, so look, if you've watched any of my segments before, then you know that I'm typically covering not just games and following up with highlights, but also with players. And some of these players, I'm talking about them on the field, whether they're breaking records, uh, whether they're just not doing what they're supposed to be doing, or something they're doing off the field. And I will say last week, I think the NFL took a major hit off the field with the news of Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, um, dying. So Dwayne Haskins was 24. He was struck by a truck. That's actually what was happening and was spreading on social media was Dwayne Haskins was actually hit by a car and then it was confirmed that he had died and he was later confirmed struck by a dump truck while he was out running. Haskins was in Palmdale, Florida training with some other teammates when he got hit crossing Highway I-95 in Florida after a run. So sources say he was crossing on going traffic and struck by a dump truck. So uh, news of that spread so quickly. Former teammates, friends, and loved ones poured out to social media um, just about their time they spent with Dwayne Haskin. A lot of emotionals, a lot of emotions from players were shared on uh, social media. Dwayne Haskins was only 24. He was in his second season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was drafted in 2019, though, with uh, Washington. So um, our condolences definitely go out to Haskins, Dwayne Haskins' friends and his, his family. Uh, he was a husband, he was a father, a son. He was a friend, a really good friend to many. So he will definitely be missed, not just on the field this NFL season, but definitely off the field. So again, uh, right here from the Onstage Plus TV network, our prayers and condolences go out to Dwayne Haskins and his family. So, you know, these stories just go to show you, and I like to report on them because, you know, these players are people just like us. They have lives, they have families, they have a little more pressure on them because of their jobs. And so I think it's important for us to spotlight and, and to let, um, you know, 
us as people know that they are still people as well. So that's part of what I love to do is to, I don't like to share stories like this. Of course, this is very, very tragic. Uh, but again, just the spotlight that these people are our friends. They are our loved ones. They have family members who um, are definitely going to be hurt by, by this. So uh, again, and we have to keep that in mind when we talk about these players and, and some of the things that go on with them off the field. As great as they are on the field, we still have to share the stories that happen off the field. So again, condolences to the Haskins family. Uh, moving on to the field, I will say up next on the calendar that I did want to discuss was the NFL League meeting. Again, it was a three-day meeting, which also took place in Florida. Uh, in the meeting, you've got your executive, you've got owners, um, you've got some managers, some head coaches that are all here to discuss some upcoming rules and changes that are happening in the league. They're also discussing safety issues that could be going on. So one of the first things that changed, and many of you might be aware, I knew this change was coming after the playoffs last year. And so uh, NFL clubs have now approved the rule that both teams will have possession of the football in the playoffs during overtime. So if you watched the football season the way I did and reported it, that you know last season has still been talked about as one of the best seasons in NFL history. And I will say from beginning to the end, and what we seen was in that postseason game. It was a playoff game with the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, where the Kansas City Chiefs pulled out a victory of 42 to 36 over the Buffalo Bills in overtime. And if you watch that game, that game was action packed from beginning to the end. Actually, all the way up to overtime was the most exciting part of that game. Um, you know, eventually Kansas City got first possession of the ball. And they won the game just like that. And almost as soon as that game was over, you could hear the changes getting ready to take place. You could hear everyone talking. The buzz was, would Kansas City really have won that game had the Buffalo Bills had an opportunity to score? And while we may never know that because that game is over, we do now have a new rule in place where both teams will get possession of the ball in overtime in a postseason game. So, there you have it, talking about one of the new rules taking effect. Uh, also, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodall also addressed some issues. We know there's been lots of talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion in the NFL uh, around the league, the organization. And so the NFL was said to have hired someone to come in and actually help with this issue because this has been a big ongoing issue in the NFL when we talk about uh, diversity and inclusion and we talk about women coaches we talk about staff members minority coaches and staff members so um, one of the things that the NFL plans on um, doing to combat this uh, issue in diversity is now the NFL is requiring all 32 teams to hire a minority or a female as an offensive assistant whom which they must work closely with the lead coach and the offensive staff. So again, it is now a requirement. And I realize that bothers a lot of people that it's been made a requirement. However, uh, you know, the NFL is trying to make steps, take steps, should I say, in making some changes. And we all know changes don't happen overnight. 
So this change I think is um, good in a good direction. If you have not already noticed, we've got uh, female referees on the field. We've got female and minority commentators um, that are comment uh, commentating these sports. So there are some things that need to be changed and eventually uh, what needs to happen is you definitely need to see more minorities that are heading these teams um, and owning these teams. And so, you know, this is an issue, a topic that has gone on for years in the NFL, and we are seeing one of these changes take place. So whether it is a requirement or not, I notice has been a big issue with many, but I say, hey, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step moving forward and you never know what's to come of this. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see um, how this all plays out. This show is sponsored by the Sean Rayford experience. Sean Rayford has had an ongoing love affair with the sax. And the way his musical talent has impacted so many people over the years of live performing, there is no doubt that the title of his full-length, highly anticipated album would be known as Man with a Horn. And the spark that created Man with a Horn, as well as many of its unique tracks, was a text message that Sean received from Derek D.O.A. Allen, a renowned bassist and producer amongst pop, R&B and contemporary jazz artists such as Prince, Janet Jackson, Brian Culbertson, Toby Mack, and Lionel Richie, just to name a few. So whether he is the main attraction or he's opening up for performers such as singers, rappers, comedians, or even spoken word artists, Sean Rayford's presence is the centerpiece of any presentation, highlighting his artistry, his enthusiasm and showmanship, as well as his ability to be able to perform and express himself within a multitude of genres. You can get the Man With The Horn album on any streaming major platforms. For booking or interviews, please reach out to Sean at SeanRaifordSacks at gmail.com. Or you can visit the website at www dot sean rayford sax.com that's sean rayford sax.com health and safety another issue that was brought up um, in the NFL three-day meeting was health and safety so um, you know that's where you really kind of have um, a committee of people that come in and want to discuss health and safety on the field uh, with these players and primarily with a lot of these spring training camps getting ready to start preseason injuries become a big issue and there are a lot of preseason injuries that take place when this season starts so it's really 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 important that the organization and these teams set a certain standard and that's what the nfl league is doing with this meeting and what's come about of it uh, again, the competition committee has structured some things around ways where and times when players can now start hitting, um, addressing issues with helmets and shoulder pads. And one of the issues that came up was the guardian cap. Uh, the guardian cap is a cap that is worn 
um, underneath the helmet. And what it does is it helps with the force and the impact when these players are hitting because you know, it's a lot. Football is a high impact sport. Concussions are real and they happen. And the NFL is always trying to find ways to eliminate a lot of these injuries, especially the amount of concussions by these players. So Health and safety, always a big issue. That was one of the things. The guardian cap is a cap that is to be worn all throughout preseason. So you will see some of these training camps may look a little different than normal. And anything for the safety of our players, um, I'm on board with. So uh, we'll see how these uh, spring training camps get started and um, if some of these new safety policies and procedures um, are going to help eliminate some of these injuries. A lot of these injuries sometimes just cannot be avoided and, and it kind of comes with the territory of playing such a physical sport, but it is the job of the NFL to definitely protect these players and offer as much safety, health and safety protocols as they can, especially going now into a new season. That was kind of a small recap of the meeting. There were a lot more issues um, you know, that were brought up in the meeting as well. Uh, the NFL franchise is getting ready to start its 2022 season. March actually marked the official new NFL league season, which is 2022. So with that, a lot of teams finally were able to announce some uh, new head coaching positions and hirees. Um, if you don't know, by the end of last season, there were 19 vacancies for head coaches, head coach positions, 19 vacancies. So that's a lot to fill. Um, even now where we're at, we've only got about half of those teams that have fulfilled and, and fulfilled those positions at head coaches. So nine new coaches have already been selected. We still have uh, almost half of those positions that need to be filled. Uh, but the teams that have filled those positions, Broncos, Denver Broncos have um, filled their head coaching position. Jacksonville has Phil Bears, Miami Dolphins. Uh, we have the Las Vegas Raiders, and we'll talk about who's actually filling these positions. Uh, the Giants have filled their head coaching position. Uh, the Bears and the Vikings have also filled their head coaching position. So again, we still have half teams out there that need to fill those head coaching positions. We've seen a lot of head coaches um, being fired or replaced. Uh, retiring during the season. It took place almost all season where by the end of the season, we had 19 head coaching positions that were now vacant. So league is getting ready to start. The season's getting ready to start. I'm sure all these positions will be filled by the time the season starts. All right. So, well, let's see. Uh, what's next on the calendar for the NFL? We do have off-season workout programs getting ready to start. Um, actually, April 4th, for teams that brought on new coaches, they were actually able to start some workout programs. Officially this week, April 18th, a lot of teams with returning coaches will be starting some of their early spring trainings as well. So, speaking of, Okay, so speaking of workouts and spring trainings, this story is kind of related to off-season and off-field. Off-field workouts. Did you see Colin Kaepernick? Anybody catch that? So uh, Colin Kaepernick actually did some on-field drills during a halftime game of a Michigan spring game. So this took place a couple Saturdays ago, or last Saturday, actually. 
Uh, Kaepernick, who we all know, used to play for Jim. Uh, Harbaugh is the actual head coach at Michigan. And Harbaugh invited Kaepernick to speak to the team that weekend and allowed him to do some on-field drills. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It seems Kaepernick finds a way to stay in the news. As I mentioned, we've got some players that aren't, aren't actually playing yet, but managed to stay in the news, and he is definitely one of them. Um, Kaepernick says he is still open to playing. He still works out every day. He is looking to bring in, um, looking to help an NFL team out. He thinks he's, you know, he knows, he says that he still has the potential to lead an NFL team to a championship game. So, you know, best of luck to Colin Kaepernick again. Um, he did an on-field. We've seen him do a couple of workouts where, you know, it looks a little promising to him and things just haven't worked out for him. So I definitely wish Colin Kaepernick well. I would love to see him in the season. And, of course, you know I'm a Kaepernick fan. You know, he was the quarterback of my team, the San Francisco 49ers. So how can I not love Colin Kaepernick? So Kaepernick. We hope to see you out there. One of these teams, I'm sure, is going to wise up and um, get you on that roster. So we will see what happens with that. Y'all, let's give a warm welcome to your brother, to your homeboy, to your cousin, to your kinfolk, Mr. Sean Rayford and the Sean Rayford Experience. Make some noise up in here. Another player, not quite playing. Did play, not quite playing, but has found his way in the news. <laughs> um, and this is a story that um, came out as well last week regarding Cam Newton. Oh, yes. Good old Cam Newton. Gotta love him. And some of his antics and remarks regarding women landed him in the news. So uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but some audio came out on <laughs> Cam and again, uh, audio regarding some kind of sexist remarks. Cam Newton has been known to make some remarks like this in the past. Um, after the 2017 season, uh, a post-game conference, he was asked a question by a female reporter and quoted by saying, it's weird hearing a woman talk about routes. <laughs> like, really? It's weird hearing a woman talk about Wow, that was in 2017, as if that wasn't enough. Um, you know, Cam recently came out having a discussion with someone uh, talking about the difference between women and a bad B, if you could say. Women and a bad B and the differences. Um, and so he later defines a woman as someone that's handling your own, uh, knowing how to cater to a man's needs. And then the clip ends with him talking about a boss. Mm -hmm. We'll bleep that out. Um, but says, if you're a boss, can you cook? You know, do you know when to be quiet? <laughs> so, you know, it's things like that that are definitely going to have people talking 
and definitely going to keep this man in trouble. Uh, Cam Newton currently right now is not playing for any team. Uh, he was released last season in the early season by the uh, New England Patriots and then picked up by his own last team, the Carolina Panthers, where, well, we knew with the contract he was only going to be playing throughout the season. So as it stands now, they have not re-signed Cam Newton. He is not signed with anyone being a free agent right now. So we will see what happens with that. But, huh, you know, Cam, some things you might just not want to say because they might be reasons why you're not getting on these teams. But I just had to share that story because, again, we cover, I'm covering players on and off the field. And so I'm a big Kaepernick fan. Uh, Cam, come on now, you got to do just a little bit better. All right. So um, back to the calendar. What's next for the NFL? Uh, April 22nd is the deadline for restricted free agents to sign offers. Hey, Cam still has time. Uh, April 27th is the deadline for Elgin players to actually still time and test and interviews. That's the last day before the big day, the big weekend, which is the NFL draft. That's right. The NFL draft is happening in Las Vegas, Nevada, April 28th through April 30th. So that is going to be interesting. I can't wait to talk about some big names um, and, and who's going to be doing what in what rounds with the NFL draft. So uh, we got that coming next week for you. But again, you know, for me, what I always thought was interesting was, well, what do these players do during the NFL season? Um, I can imagine like any job, time off is always something to be looking forward to. And some of these teams and players ended and they got their time off a little earlier than the teams that made it throughout the postseason. So um, I'm sure as seasons come to an end, they start planning things and these, and these players look forward to a lot of things. Uh, like most of us, the number one a lot of these players do, the number one thing they do during their break is go on vacation. That's right. Who doesn't look forward to a vacation, especially after a season, even a rough season? You're still looking forward to a vacation, even if you had an amazing season and you came out on top. Aren't you still looking forward to just being able to relax and go on vacation? And yes, many of these players are. And do you know where some of the top spots that these players vacation at? going to tell you a little secret. Okay. Hawaii, probably the number one spot, which is interesting because we have a family friend that I actually reached out to and was told he is recently in Hawaii. He used to play for the 49ers and I won't give out any names, but he's vacationing in Hawaii. Interesting enough. Another spot that's actually popular, Jamaica. Yes, Jamaica is another popular spot as well as Mexico. So look, hey, if you're vacationing anytime soon, you've been on vacation, maybe you have spotted a player or two. But hey, these players are much like us. They like to spend time with their families. A lot of them spend time with other teammates because they are so close and they like to vacation together. So that's one of the things some of these players like to do, which is vacation. What I really thought was interesting is that a lot of teams go back and visit, visit their uh, college alma maters. Um, they train and they do workouts with coaches that have um, helped them previously, especially newer ones. Um, so for a lot of them, they continue to do this training. It's like nonstop. So yes, 
While there is no complete off-season, uh, many players really still stick to a strict workout plan, which isn't surprising because if you're an athlete, that's a 24-7, 365 days a year type job. So that's, a, that's just it. You're an athlete, you're an athlete. However, um, some things the players are not really allowed to do or advised not to do, should I say. Um, recreational things such as um, bungee jumping or skydiving is something that they actually really try to get these players for obvious reasons to try to not do during the off season. But they do enjoy recreational things such as fishing, swimming. A lot of these NFL players are taking up golf. A lot of athletes are taking up golf, as you can tell, especially during the off season. So um, many, many, many NFL players just love spending time with their family. They just love having that break um, and being able to come home and relax. But we know Football season is getting ready to really start up again. So while they may be vacationing, they know eventually it comes to an end. Training camps are getting ready to start um, coming up here. Some of them have already started. So, you know, that's one of the things that I think um, it's hard to remember as fans when we look at these NFL players is that they're people just like us and they like to vacation like us and they have feelings and emotions just like us. So it's important that we allow them to do that, that we allow them to just be people. And so um, I wish them well. I hope they're all having an amazing time. I hope they're healing properly from any of the injuries they may have suffered and definitely enjoying time with friends and family. So um, a lot of them also do some volunteer work. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's not surprising. We see a lot of that actually during the season. Um, you know, especially during the holidays, you see these players with these big charities and they're constantly giving back. So with their off season, because they cannot do so much during the season, a lot of them spend time with organizations that they happen to volunteer for. So I thought that was also just as interesting. And again, you know, to have the opportunity to be able to volunteer, I think is a wonderful thing just for your community. And especially when you get football players that are now, you know, kind of on another level, it's important that they give back to their communities and show, especially our youth, because I really think it's so vital that our communities have programs and things showing our youth that it is possible to do whatever you put your heart to, whatever it is you dream and desire about. And seeing these NFL players go back and hold these football camps and training and donate toys and reach out and talk to these kids at these schools is definitely always amazing to see because um, them they too were in some of those positions. So uh, they do that. They go back. They spend a lot of time volunteering. They attend a lot of events for these charities and organizations. So, you know, I think that's just something many players actually have a heart to do and that is to volunteer and to give their time. And, you know, maybe it doesn't work for everybody volunteering. Some people like to do monetary donations and some people actually like to be out there hands on. I myself, I like to do a little bit of both. I love donating. I love working with the youth and older people. They just have a little spot in my heart. But uh, the youth, definitely. And you see a lot of that with these NFL players. So, you know, you know, we got to face it. These players are just like us. And I say that all the time when I'm covering news on and off the field. We've seen a lot of things happen with the Raiders last season. And, you know, unfortunately, these players are people. They're human. And now you have these players that are getting, you know, money that they've never seen before, living lifestyles they've never um, led before. So 
it is difficult. And as fans, some of us get so upset um, and some of us are, you know, it's disappointing to hear a lot of fans on how hard they are on these players. And yes, they need to be held to a different standard because of what they do. However, um, I think it's important for us to remember. Okay, remember that these players are human. Remember that they have a normal, regular human emotions as you and I. And some of the things they do, we're not perfect as well. They are not perfect and they make mistakes on the field and off the field. So, you know, for me, the funnest part I will say about this job is definitely doing my research on these players and, and digging into their lives and seeing some of the amazing things that they do and then seeing how much their families completely adore them and what they do. Because again, they are people just like, like you and I, you know, trying to do what it is that they've been gifted to do and talented to do. And so giving back and, and showcasing what it is they've been blessed to do. So, um, you know, I just wanted to say that as I wrap this show up, I think it's very, very important that we um, know that these players are, are human too. And again, tragedy, tragedies happen all around us, um, whether they're NFL players or just regular people like you and I. We've lost family members. I know you have. I have. And they, do, they have as well. So anytime you hear about the death of these players and anything they're going through, it's important to remember that we have to show the same compassion and empathy towards them that we would show to our own loved ones and our own family and friends. So um, again, you know, uh, that's my take. That's my updates. That is me bringing you Rose NFL updates of what's going on around the league. There is plenty more, and I can't wait to share that with you on the next segment of Rose Corner. But for now, um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap that up and just say, hey, uh, spend this time loving on your family, friends, and close ones to you. Uh, let's get ready for this upcoming NFL season. If you are like myself, you are so ready to go. You are watching everything that is happening. And so I hope you are continuing to watch me. Thank you for those of you that have been watching. Thank you for those of you that are just now joining me right here. You can find me here every Thursday at 7 p.m. on the Onstage Plus TV network where you can find them on all your major streaming sites. So that's why Amazon TV, Roku, you can find the Onstage Plus TV network where we bring all sorts of things, not just sports, but we've got comedy. We've got other forms of entertainment on the Onstage Plus TV network. So that's it. It's me. That's my time. Um, I am going to leave you with this. Okay. Hey, football season is coming. Be ready, because if you're like me, I'm already ready. So make sure you stay tuned and join me right here, Rose Corner, every Thursday so I can bring you your NFL updates and highlights. And of course, so I can bring them to you my way. Big thank you to all of you. Thank you so much. Have an amazing, amazing weekend. Thank you. It's been great. Love you.